Let's do some one of the gangster shit real quick. Let's go. Welcome to Nabi. Covering sports of our sorts. If there's any breaking news, you know we got the report. I want your only goal is to make this your podcast resort. Get you your favorite team updates, both on and off of the court. That's breaking right. down everything. everything. NFL, NBA, MMA. Not much a soccer fan, but might even cover Team USA. Is KD leaving Golden State? Yep. Is Jordan really the GOAT? Yeah. Is LeBron comfortable in LA? Will he keep the team afloat? No. If GSP fights Khabib, will he fight them toe to toe? Who knows? And while the Fury rematch, who's always gonna go? We'll cover everything and anything you wanna know. Whatever it may be, we'll break it all down on a show. Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? This is Nabi Podcast. I am your host, Sani Nabi. Uh, this is episode five. We made it to episode five, y'all. Um, Pretty excited about that. I honestly didn't think it, it would even go this far. Uh, two two quick things before I get the show started. Uh, number one, I am very happy and excited to announce that Nabi Podcast is now on the Spotify website and app. And incredibly excited to announce that Nabi Podcast is also now on the number one podcast streaming platform, iTunes. If you're an uh, Apple user or uh, iPhone owner. Search me up, search me right up in the search bar and I will pop right up. It's Nabi with two H's and I should come right up. Also, recently I started a Twitter page, if you don't already know. It is spelled the exact same way, at Nabi Podcast. Please follow if you don't already. Uh, You know, of course, keep tuning in. Um, You know, asking others to subscribe, sharing the show. It might get annoying the amount of times I say this, but I can't say it enough. Uh, I am so grateful for all you guys, all of the listeners that I have. Right now, so far, I vow to get better with every single show for you all. Uh, thank you. Thank you, every single one of you, for everyone who's been supporting me so far. And please keep it going. Much love to you all. Uh, number two, really quick, I just want to say fuck negativity and do whatever you want to do. Don't let anyone bring you down or stop you from getting better at what you want to do. If you enjoy what you're doing, don't fucking stop or fuck your own shit up just because someone else may feel some type of way about it. For example, if you take motivation and inspiration from what someone else is doing and you realize that you're actually pretty good at it and you want to try it as well and you want to use that as inspiration and motivation to do the same thing but in your own creative way, fucking do it. If that person is now thinking that you are against them but you yourself know that you are not and on top of it all still showing them support regardless of how they're acting, fuck it. What else can you do? Keep it moving. And just keep getting better at what you are doing. Don't stress over it because it would only result in slowing down the progression that you are seeking to make and what you are doing. I'm not doing this show to compete with anybody. I'm not doing this show to make anybody look bad. I'm doing this just for me, the sports community. And I'm doing this for fun because I fully enjoy it. And I believe in myself with my ability to break down combat sports and other sports in general. I love what I've been doing so far with this show the past week. And I'm not stopping anytime soon, so it is what it is. Um, hating, hating is not healthy for the soul. And if this opens up more doors for me in the future, you can bet your ass I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna walk right through that door without anybody's consent or feelings. But shout out to the supporters who stuck with me so far and helping this channel grow. Anyways, now let's get to the fucking point of the fucking show. Uh, Saturday, June 15th was Schwarz versus Fury, a uh, 12-round boxing event for the uh, uh, Lineal Heavyweight Championship. And uh, 
Yeah. Turns out that fight should not have happened, and um, me and Pat was right <laughs> with the preview episode saying that this fight is probably just a fight to uh to make Fury look good and you know just uh, give him a win really quick, and that's exactly how it seemed. So let's get right into it and break it down. Um, my thoughts on Schwartz' performance. <sighs> he was not ready for this. Obviously, a huge step up in competition, and he was not ready for it. Just like me and a lot of other people thought this was the brightest lights he ever experienced uh being in vegas everything combined with fury stardom and the hectic environment of vegas was way too much for him it looked like he just froze up and had no idea what was going on or what to do by the end of the first round um after he completely got picked apart from the first round on the moment the first bell rang that was it and he was hit with just about every fucking shot that fury wanted to throw um even while fighting backwards, Schwartz pushed forward in about the f like all of the first round, but literally did nothing with it. Every single time uh, he should have thrown punches when he backed Tyson up near the ropes or near the corner, he didn't. It was like after he felt Fury's jabs and uh, his lead left hooks off of his feints, uh, he was just completely confused on how to enter the inside. Plus, witnessing his movement and volume of combos firsthand, it, it seems like he was completely stuck. Um, he was he was backing Fury up, but was not throwing fucking anything, nothing at all. He was just getting hit with jabs and hooks, and like instead, anytime Tyson wanted to throw them, he landed them every fucking time. All Schwartz threw in the first round was pretty much sloppy lead left hooks, which led to counters, led uh, led to counter jabs and counter counter uh left hooks himself i understand pacing yourself but you can't literally not do anything when you have your opponent backing up like he was uh the whole first round uh granted fury was moving but you were still backing him up and you you didn't pressure anything after that though um you it, it, he was shook you, that's that's pretty much what i think um i'm not clowning him or anything but that's exactly what it seemed like uh, this is boxing Sometimes you need to throw caution to the wind, and in this fight, you have to throw caution to the wind, especially when you want to try to get inside on uh, somebody this big. In the second round, he did better and actually threw punches when he uh, backed Fury up into the corner. But either he got caught with heavy counters or missed every fucking shot um, that he threw at Fury. And <laughs> due to Fury's head movement, which at one point Fury already figured him out, and it was over from then on. Uh, once Fury got his, uh, his um, Schwartz's speed down, that was that was pretty much it. Um, once he figured him out, it was it was Fury's game from then on. And he was just doing anything he wanted, throwing whatever he wanted. And um, yeah, with the movement and headwork, we'll get into that when I break down um, Tyson's performance. Uh, another thing with Schwartz is that he really fucking needs to work on his defense. Um, it seems like he really doesn't even have any at all. Tyson was literally, literally hitting him with damn near every fucking jab he threw. And Schwarz just gets hit and moves forward and does nothing himself. Um, the guy was pretty much blocking with his fucking nose all fight. Uh, he had his hands up and Tyson was still able to find a big, uh, big enough space in between the gloves to land his jabs. Uh, Schwarz had no fucking idea what to do with Fury's combos before getting dropped and then ultimately getting uh, finished in the second round on his feet. I didn't even notice it live, but his corner even threw in the towel like a millisecond or about the same time that um, the referee stopped the fight. 
horrible defense. Please work on it if you want to get back on the big stage, big guy. Um, another thing is, clearly, it seems like his 24-0 record coming into this fight was pretty fabricated with very low competition. For example, when he fought... Uh, Lewandowski, he was getting pieced up and he was losing the fight until he got until he caught uh, Lewandowski off guard and caught him uh, getting full of himself and knocked him out. But he was losing that fucking fight leading up to it regardless. After watching that fight, I, I, I knew how this fight was going to fucking end up. I didn't think it was going to end up um, how it did that early. But what happened, I definitely predicted that happening. Uh, going into Fury, going into his performance, um, number one, I'm just gonna start off with Fury is the motherfucking man, he, he is always entertaining inside and outside the fucking ring, especially with his walkout entrances, this time this dude came out with the Apollo Creed from Rocky theme, fucking costume, music, everything, um, <laughs> yeah, I fucking love this dude, he's fucking hilarious, um, yeah, going into the breakdown though, the way he utilizes his size advantage in every fight is just a beautiful thing to fucking watch, he isn't the fastest striker, but for his size, he can get away with it with the speed that he has. Um, thanks to his reach and um, thanks to his size, keeping his opponents outside all fight with jabs, especially, uh, especially doubling up and tripling up on the jabs, which he usually does frequently. As I said in the uh, preview episode, I, I thought Fury had some very underrated body shots and it showed in this fight. He was catching Schwarz with very sneaky body shots after throwing the jab and the lead left hooks. Schwarz didn't see any of them coming, and I don't think he blocked any of the shots to the body, um, which got him thinking tremendously during the fight. Fury's IQ is on another level in the heavyweight division, in my opinion, um, and now he added switching to Southpaw in his fucking arsenal. Like, what? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, that's gonna be a fucking problem for the rest of the heavyweight division, and he's already a problem, but now with this, I've always said... Uh, stance switching is a key, key fucking factor when it comes to fighting. Uh, when I used to train, that was one of my go-tos. Switch strikes all the fucking way. I love it. I love it. Uh, whoever you're fighting or whoever you're sparring or whatever, they they never see it coming. And yeah, now now fucking someone as big as Tyson is doing this shit, especially how he did it. Um, fighters this big don't usually do that. It's usually the smaller fighters like uh, Terence Crawford. And who's very successful with it. And most recently, we saw Triple G, who changed trainers from Abel Sanchez and is now with Jonathan Banks. And uh, in his recent fight that he had with Rose, he switched to Southpaw for the left punch that he got the KO with. Now that Tyson's big ass is doing this shit, man, he's gonna more than likely confuse the fuck out of his opponents going forward. Um, another thing is, I tweeted about this fight, uh, but I'll say it again, man. People hit me with the fucking people's eyebrow every single time I say Tyson Fury reminds me of uh, Muhammad Ali. Literally, when I was saying this shit at the bar and I was watching this fight, I said that out loud. And um, some dude at the bar was like looking at me and just called me crazy. He was an older guy, granted, and um, he was probably an old school boxing fan. So he probably didn't want to hear that. But, um, you know, he was probably more biased than not. But uh, once round two happened and uh, Tyson started clowning Schwartz with the rope-a-dope, this guy looked at me from across the bar and was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, my favorite part of that whole rope-a-dope part, though, was Tyson wasn't even rolling the correct way with uh, each punch Schwarz was throwing, and he still made Schwarz miss every punch that he threw. Um, and when he was done being up against the ropes, he circled out and just hit Schwartz with a fucking beautiful, another beautiful sneaky scooping body shot, um, which Schwartz never expected, and honestly, neither did I. 
And the funniest part is I love the fucking face that Tyson made when he, like, circled out of the fucking corner and just, like, hit him with that scoop body shot. Like, the face he made was just like, ha, fuck you, you fucking idiot. Uh, it was beautiful. Fucking beautiful work. Um, Between the height, reach, movement, and uh, most importantly, the feints. I can't get enough. Uh, I, I can't talk about the feints enough. Um, and how he uses it all combined in one. You could clearly see he has a lot of Ali's techniques in this game. And... Yeah, this dude is a white UK Ali. Fuck what you heard. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Um, there's there's really nothing like too much to break down with the fight. You know what I mean? It was it was less than two rounds. Um, he picked him apart. I I guessed round seven to uh, nine, seven to nine knockout. But I thought he was gonna have a little bit more fun with it. But he just completely swarmed Schwartz <laughs> and just mauled the fucking dude. Um. Final thoughts, though, uh, one is I hope Schwartz got paid pretty decently for that ass-whooping. He was clearly just there to get picked apart by Fury, and no way was this guy going to walk out of that ring as the winner. Uh, this fight shows the levels, uh, this fight shows that there is levels to the heavyweight boxing division. Um, not every heavyweight will, you know, go face-to-face, -face, uh, and have a slugfest like Schwartz's recent fighters, uh, re recent opponents that he fought, sorry. Um, that I watched at least the last three and honestly this fight Probably could have been stopped 10 seconds earlier than it did, but the ref gave Schwartz um, a, a, a chance a chance to uh, back out of the corner, but he just stood there and just ate fucking everything Tyson threw at him um, But yeah, uh, number two Tyson Fury again proves why he may very well be the greatest heavyweight of this generation right now Yes, granted, I know he won't be fighting the top guys exactly like he fought Schwartz, but he will be fighting very similar to it without taking the guy lightly, obviously. Um, he's much smarter than, uh, you know, to do that. He's much smarter. Uh, smarter. Fucking Schwartz fucking me up. He's sm ah, fucking A. He's much smarter than that. <laughs> fucking A. I'm all fucked up. Uh, number three, Fury versus Wilder 2 has to happen in the beginning of next year. Uh, Wilder is already scheduled to fight Ortiz in a rematch planned for September or so. Uh, Fury will more than likely fight another one before Wilder. I honestly don't like it as there's been plenty of instances in both MMA and boxing where the fighter took a fight and they, you know, really didn't need to take it instead of waiting for the big fight and ended up losing that fight that they never should have taken. And fucks everything up in the fucking division and slowing down the division's movement. And, um, you know, fucking up the big and, you know, most anticipated fights. I hate bringing it up, for example, uh, over and over again, but Joshua versus Ruiz, you know what I mean? Uh, granted, Ruiz was a mandatory, and, you know, Schwarz was not a mandatory, but Ruiz was not even the original mandatory, you know what I mean? Uh, I understand the anticipation factor, which will make fans want to see the fights more, etc., but come on. Years of anticipation is annoying as fuck, and it's also risky as fuck for the fighters taking other fi uh, other fights in between. Um, you know what I mean? Unfortunately, some fighters end up taking that fight, you know, uh, lightly and end up getting knocked the fuck out when they should have never took that fucking fight. Um, and yeah, that was my breakdown for Schwarz versus uh, Fury. I hope you guys enjoyed it, but now we're going to move on to some recent combat sports news to start the week. We're going to start off in the boxing area. Number one, uh, Jarrell Miller is apparently in the running to face Tyson Fury next. Going back to my final thoughts, I don't like it. I don't I don't think it should happen. I think he should wait for the Wilder fight. 
instead of taking another fight because, you know, Wilder's already scheduled for a rematch, but I guess Tyson just wants to stay busy. I mean, I, I don't fucking know. But, I mean, Miller was initially uh, scheduled to face Joshua. Um, you know, Ruiz was the one who stepped in for Miller, but he was pulled from the fight after fucking popping for multiple banned substances. Uh, substances. Um, Performance-enhancing drugs, you know what I mean? In three different fucking drug tests. How the fuck does he deserve a fight with Fury? Especially as his fucking return fight. Like, me personally, I fucking hate cheaters. Like, especially in combat sports. Uh, people's life is already on the line by fighting, you know what I mean? They shouldn't be fighting a steroided-up ass injector, you know what I mean? His suspension is up in September and he wants to fight in October. I don't give a fuck. He doesn't deserve this fight or the payday. Especially in a fucking return fight after being suspended for fucking steroids. That's fucking bullshit. Um, boxing's, boxing has never been, you know, the cleanest fucking sport. Uh, between politics and fucking steroid abusers. But still, come on now. And Tyson, if I were you, I would say, fuck that. Get the fuck out of here. My, like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Uh, number two, Derek Chisora is fighting Arthur. Uh, I can never say his fucking last name. Spilka, we'll just go with Spilka, it is set for the July 20th card in the London O2 Arena, on the same card as other heavyweight contenders, Dylan White versus Oscar Rivas, um, honestly, I'm not a big fan of Chisora, mainly because of his usual antics, but he's, he's always there to fight, and Arthur, honestly, I haven't, I haven't seen too many of his fights, but maybe three or four, um, but the ones that I have seen, this dude is not scared to trade with anybody, and he proved that shit in his fight with Wilder. Issue is, he ain't scared to stand and trade with anybody. <laughs> and he proved that shit in his fight with Wilder. He puts himself in danger a lot. A lot. Which is why the three losses on his record are all by fucking knockout. Um, but I mean, safe to say, this will be a very entertaining and fan-friendly fight, so... I mean, I will watch, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I, I really don't know who I'll pick for that fight, but maybe I'll break it down in, um, you know, a week leading up to the fight. Uh, number three in the boxing world, number three in the last, very big news. It is reported that a deal has been reached with um, Danny Garcia and Mikey Garcia at welterweight sometime in the fall. There's no specific date or venue that has been set in place, but it's said that it's been a done deal. And the deal has been, you know, it's been reached and the fight is pretty much good to go. I really hope the reports are true and this is not bullshit because I fucking love this fight so damn much. It's such a clash of styles kind of fight. Um, I'm very fucking excited for this. And with Pacquiao and Thurman coming up next month, this year of boxing is looking very fucking good, man. I can't wait. I cannot wait to break down both fights. Um, that is it with boxing. Now let's move on to MMA. Uh, the three news of MMA, right? Do I got three? Yeah, this is three. All right. Number one, Dana White has received and signed a new deal with the UFC. Mm. Congrats, UFC. You keep playing yourself. Obviously, if you've heard the last couple episodes, I'm clearly not a fan of Dana White. I, I don't like how he runs his business. Um, to me, he's he's not for the fighters, you know what I mean? Unless it's, it's, uh, unless it's his favorite fighters. Um, and that's just my opinion. This whole show is opinion-based, and if you don't like my opinion, I'm sorry, but you know what I mean? That's all opinion-based, and that's that's what I think, man. It's, it's, it's just not what the sport should be about, especially on the biggest stage of the fucking sport. You know what I mean? These fighters deserve much more than that. Um, 
But I'm, I'm not going to go and get deep into that. But I'm just saying, congrats, UFC. You fucking played yourself again. Um, Number two news of the week. Uh, to start the week, actually. Bruno Silva. Uh, of course, here it goes. It's never a fucking card with a perfect uh, perfect lineup that where no one gets injured. But Bruno Silva has unfortunately pulled out of his fight with, uh, protege- with against the uh, protege of Daniel Cormier, Darren Wynn. That was set to take place this Saturday in UFC Fight Night 154. It would have been Darren's UFC debut. Um, but now Darren is waiting on news if he'll get a replacement or not. But actually, um, I'm actually reading my notes that I took earlier. And on my way home, I actually got news that um, Eric Spicelli is stepping in short notice to take this fight with Darren. <sighs> Perhaps it's Spicelli, but this is a fucked up matchup for you, bro. You're going to get fucking taken down all fight and probably submitted but regardless i'm gonna go back to reading my notes (laughs) where was i where was i um yeah darren is a very skilled wrestling based up-and-comer in the middleweight division he he's a praised college wrestler etc um his latest win coming against a vet and tom lawler on the uh fucking catastrophe of catastrophe of an event in the Chuck Liddell versus Tito Ortiz on Golden Boy Promotions last year. Uh, I, I, that, sh- that fucking fight should have never happened. I, I, I completely forgot all about that fucking fight until I started taking these notes earlier. Uh, and my heart broke all over again for Tito. Uh, not Tito, for Chuck. Fuck Tito. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tito's not that bad. Um, him being an undefeated prospect at 5-0, I'm looking really forward to see what he can do against um, a pretty game opponent in, um, against Pacelli. It, it would have been a very uh, a lot better of an opponent in Bruno Silva, I think. You know, No offense to uh, Spicelli, but I think Bruno would have given him a, a tougher matchup. But the guy is staying on the card, so we still get to see him, so it's all good. Uh, the number three news of MMA of the week. Hey, let's see. Oh, here we go. A main event fight was finally, finally fucking created for UFC's fourth nationally televised ESPN event taking place in July 20th, fucking little over a month away. And they just now make a fucking main event. Fucking UFC. I can't fucking get over the fucking circus show they be doing sometimes. But, anyways... Fresh off his recent win against Kevin Lee, Rafael Dos Anjos, RDA, will be fighting against um, number 11 ranked welterweight Leon Edwards. This fight is at welterweight, sorry. A a very risky fight for RDA being ranked number 3 in the the division and taking on someone with a much, much lower ranking and with a wrestling-based style, which is, you know, as you saw, Rafael's um, weakness in, you know, in recent fights. Not recent fights, but, you know, past fights. any very good wrestling-based fighters, he has he has very big problems with. Um, but I respect him, man. RDA is a fucking fighter, like he's a real fighter, and he's definitely not one to turn down a fucking fight. So it is what it is. I wish him the best. So good fight, though. Good fight. Good fight for the welterweight division. Not a good fight for RDA, though. Also, some of the fights on the card include a heavyweight bout between longtime vets Andre Alaski and Big Ben Rothwell. There's also a fight in the bantamweight division between Ray Borg and Gabriel Silva. And a very fan-friendly uh, fan fight between Dan Hooker and James Vick at lightweight. I, even, I forgot all about this fight. It was very under the radar. Um, 
There's also a bantamweight bout between Mario Batista and Jin Su's son. If you heard episode one, and you know how drunk I am on Jin. No pun intended. <laughs> he had a fucking war against Paterian in uh, his UFC debut that he took on only day's fucking notice. And he fought his fucking ass off, dude. Such an entertaining fighter, man. Such an entertaining fighter. Um, so fun to watch. And he, t- he took the fight on a few days' notice against a fucking red-hot Peter uh, Paterian. You know what I mean? Nobody fucking does that. And he should have never done that. But that fucking fight put him on the map. Um, I will watch every fucking fight this guy has. And I am so happy to see that the UFC ended up signing him. In episode one, I wasn't sure if they did or not. And when I was doing the notes for this fight and I saw he was on the card, I was so fucking excited about it. Um... If you've never seen Jan versus, um, versus Jin Sun, search that shit up, dude. That shit is a fucking barn burner and was such an entertaining fight. Um, another fight on the uh, card is a heavyweight bout between Alexio Linick and Walt Harris, which is a really good fight, too. I like this matchup. Oh, oh, and there's a fucking another fight, which is the co-main event. A heavyweight bout between former NFL star Greg Hardy and Juan Adams. How the fuck does Greg Hardy get another co-main event spot? How the fuck does that happen? This goes back to the whole fucking Dana signing a new contract with the UFC shit. You, UFC keep fucking playing yourselves. Like, ugh, fuck. You're so fucking aggro. A fucking another co-main event spot? You got fights like fucking... Dan Hooker versus James Vick. And you got... You got Andrea Lasky, fucking Ben Rock, like... Alexi Olenek versus Walt Harris. And you got fucking... Greg Hardy versus Juan Adams in the co-main event. I fucking... I fucking hate the UFC sometimes. I really fucking do. Um... Only fucking positive I can see out of this is that... Juan Adams is a step up in competition. He's he's definitely no slouch. Um, he could definitely beat Greg Hardy, and I think he might beat Greg Hardy as long as he fights smart and just tires Greg Hardy out. Um, but fucking a, I'm so pissed. This is a fucking co-main event that that irks the shit out of me so much. All right, I'm gonna end it there. This was episode five. Thanks to everybody who's been tuning in so far and supporting, sharing. Um telling friends, everything like that, I appreciate you guys so much, um, keep doing so, please keep sharing, and keep telling people about it, and keep listening, I'm gonna keep going with this, I'm definitely not stopping, um, there's, there's really not too much more to talk about in the, uh, world of combat sports so far, so far in the beginning of this week, I'll probably do another episode Thursday, Thursday, maybe Friday, uh, the Friday before the event, But let's see. Let's see if anything new or anything interesting pops up for me to, um, you know, notify you guys about. Other than that, yeah, UFC Fight Night 154 on ESPN Plus. Korean Zombie Chan Sung Jung versus Hinata Moikano takes place this Saturday, June 22nd. Prelim starting at 4 with the main card starting at 7. It's an early card. Um, Yeah. If you don't already, follow me on Twitter at Podcast. That's Nah with two H's. Um, if you don't remember in the beginning of the podcast of this episode, I said I am now on iTunes and Spotify. So search me up on there if you guys are users of those platforms. 
search up Nah B, Nah with two H's, and I will pop right up. Um, yeah, that's uh, episode five, everybody. Um, thanks to everybody who's made it this far with me, and on to the next one. Actually, oh my bad. Actually, before I sign off, I just want to give one quick shout out to uh, Kevin McLeod. He is the creator of the amazing background music that you guys have heard in this episode, and he recently gave me permission to use any of his music that I want for whatever episode that I want or forever whatever uh, for whatever whatever for whatever episode that I create um Kevin thanks again brother um <laughs> keep doing what you're doing you are amazing at it thank you bro um everybody else I will see you guys in episode six take care